Hello, this is Dan Russo, head football coach of Island High School. You're listening to The Dan Russo Show on Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's what I call the rally cry. Relentless, like a dog on a bone. We got gas in the tank to go all night. We got gas in the tank to go all night. Relentless, we don't walk alone. Relentless, it's time to get... All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dan Russo Show presented by the Red and Gray Gridiron Group and Underground Sports Philadelphia. The bye week is over. It is officially the second half of the season for Vineland High School football. And joining me, your host, Kyle Bennett, each and every week is the namesake of this show, Coach Dan Russo, head coach of Vineland High School football. Coach, how was the bye week? Yeah, it was great. Everybody uh, was able to get some much uh, needed rest and, um, you know, get their legs back and get healthy. And everybody's, you know, we've had a good, good practices this week. We talked about this uh, probably the first episode of the season where this bye week fell for you guys kind of right in the middle of the season. You said it was the perfect time, you know, to kind of reassess, regroup when that time was ready to come. Do you feel like, you know, things fell in that proper place for you this season with the bye week being right in the middle of the schedule? Yeah, I think it definitely helped. You know, you play uh, five games and you get like a midseason break. Um, we had a few games. Let's think here. Uh, the bye week, JV played on Monday. Did a nice job. Um, freshmen played, you know, um, let me get my bearings. They ended up playing Saturday. We had a game two Saturdays in a row. They played Shawnee. And then we played Ocean City this past weekend. So we were pretty busy here and there with the bye week getting uh, freshmen and, you know, JV situated. But Varsity got take the week off. So, you know, JV and freshman team are doing real well. Both uh, both teams beat Shawnee. And then our freshman went down to Ocean City on Saturday and uh, played really well. And we beat their uh, freshman team, too. So we have uh, got some really good players coming up. And, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing them um, uh, playing varsity in the future and how they're going to, uh, you know, help us in the future. And, you know, you, br- you bring up Shawnee. That was the last game for this varsity team uh, before the bye week. We took the bye week off to kind of reassess and, and get ready for this big second half of the season as well. Um, but that Shawnee game, after we got done calling it and people, you know, looking at the score, you'd think it, it was just an out-of-hand game, but – a few plays here and there, you take them off the board. It's a much closer game, especially if you were there in person. You'd realize, you know, Shawnee was able to score on pretty much like five big plays. Uh, what did you guys take away after being able to watch that film from the game against Shawnee? And uh, what are some things that you guys implemented in practice this week to to fix some mistakes from that last game you guys played uh, in that final week of September? Yeah, that quarterback for Shawnee was very elusive. Um, he reminded me of Steve Young. He was even left-handed. I mean, he just you know, he could scramble, and I think our defensive backs were processing that our guys were going to sack him and he was going to go down or throw it away. Next thing you know, he's throwing these bombs, and um, he was very accurate. He's, he's a really good quarterback. He's, uh, he's one of the best I've seen, and he played very well. And, you know, they've had a lot of success in that program. Uh, they do a fantastic job there, and, it, you know, it was a tough – Tough game for us, but um, like you said, it was some big plays, and you know, we told kids you got to make sure you wrap up and finish the plays, and that's basically 
what it came down to. I feel like we had some opportunities to sack him, and he just kept extending the play, and then that's when you saw those big plays happen. I think something I watched in this game, too, from your guys' perspective was you were trying to at least attempt to hold onto the ball as much as possible, keep that offense off of the field, and kind of extend drives as much as you could. Was that more so game plan, or was it just the flow of the game and kind of an in-game adjustment? Now we want to keep their offense off the field. You know, they're very explosive, and um, we saw that on film. And we did our best to sustain drives. And um, like you said, um, he had some big plays, and, you know, it hurt us. To play a game like that and then go into a bye week, is it – do you view that as kind of like positive motivation, or is that something that, you know, you just got to kind of hint at and, and remind guys, you know, you got to put that in the rearview mirror and, and move on to the next one, or is that something where you look at it and having two weeks to kind of break down a game like that uh, can turn into a positive? Well, definitely the kids needed a break, and um, I think the bye week fell on the perfect um, – date for us as far as midseason so you know they, they've had a good week of practice and um you know like we're looking forward to uh, playing a game this week and you know the kids practice hard and long and it's not easy and um you know look forward to you know playing games every week so that's what you're um that's what we look forward to so the coaches and players are ready to go Second half of this schedule, we talked about it a couple times throughout the year already, but uh, a tough schedule ahead. But this week, final road game until the big one on Thanksgiving. Uh, you guys taking on a 3-3 three and three mainland team on Friday night. What are some things you've been able to pick up on what they've been able to do uh, from watching film and, and throughout their season, if you've been able to you know watch any of their, of their, uh, their games? Yeah, I've watched a lot of their games, and um... – you know, it starts with their running back. He's very good. He's a junior, you know, number four. Um, his last name's Mace. He's, um, you know, he's pretty electric. He's got some good speed. He's uh, very shifty and he's hard to bring down. So we're going to have to uh, contain him. And, you know, like the quarterback likes to run as well. So, you know, our guys have to make sure they wrap and uh, finish the plays because the guys, you know, they're very good football players. And, you know, they've they've got a good supporting cast as far as their you know, their linemen and some of their skilled players. So and you know, and they play good defense. So it's um it's a big rivalry, you know, Vineland Mainland. We always used to have really good games with them and you know, we're looking forward to uh you know, getting back on the winning track here. So we're gonna give it our best. First football game I ever played in Vineland High School uniform was at Mainland. So nice. Fun little uh memory lane game here for me as well but uh last game you guys played against Shawnee is I Tatum was out with an injury how is he doing and how's everybody on the injury front coming out of the bye week yeah um the Zy will be ready to go he's he's healthy he feels much better and um you know he's been uh, going to the trainer and getting that treatment so he'll be ready to go for us uh, Friday night and everybody else relatively healthy I assume since you know no game action really but um you know, this mainland team, they're three and three. Like you said, it's an old school rivalry from the old Cape Atlantic League. Um, knowing that it is the final road game of the season until Thanksgiving, how much motivation is that to, you know, kind of put a stamp on this road schedule and, you know, really show out uh, to, to come away with a win and, and really flip the script on this season and put you guys, 
you know, in a position to go into a, a three-game stretch against some really good teams following this game and and really redefine the way that this season has gone in the first half with some misplays here and there that could have you guys at, you know, three and one rather, or I'm sorry, you know, four and one rather than one and four. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, like I said, the kids have worked hard. We're getting, you know, we're getting better every week and, um, you know, we're just working on staying mentally tough and not pointing fingers, just, you know, doing your job, nothing more, nothing less. And, um, you know, I think they're ready for that. Um, as far as the travel, I mean, we're going to have, we're going to have an extra couple games, uh, regardless, you know, uh, if we get into the playoffs or not, you're going to have, you know, we're going to have two additional games. So that should give us one home and one away. So like I told the kids, we have a minimum of seven games left. So, um, you know, they just got to, you know, keep working hard and work through this and, you know, good things will happen. And luckily the, the forecast is looking, you know, pretty clear for Friday. Uh, unlike the weekend, it looks like there's some rain, but Friday night should be, you know, clear skies and, I think that spells good omens for the way that this offense can operate um, where we've seen it operate in the rain and kind of had to in-game adjust. But looking at the way that this offense has been able to move the ball in the passing game, what are you guys looking for uh, on Friday night to you know be able to move the ball, kind of keep things where mainland's on their toes, kind of unpredictable the way you guys did uh, against Lenape? Yeah, the big thing, you know, just want to make sure you um, the execution is is key. We got to make sure you know all eleven guys are executing and doing their you know doing their job in order for these plays to work. So you know you can't have nine of eleven doing their job or ten of eleven because if one person makes a mistake, you know it could really hurt hurt the drive or hurt hurt that um, that play at the time. So we got to make sure everybody's focused. Um, and we're just, you know, execution is the big word this week. I want to make sure we're executing our plays um, the way they're supposed to be. And I think one thing we talk about week in and week out and have over the years is the offensive line. And I think one big development this year is that we haven't really had to talk much about the offensive line outside of week uh, zero against Ocean City. They seem to have gotten better and better and better as the year has gone on. And we've said it before where, they're a younger group. It's a, it's a lot of sophomores along that offensive line. And I think the chances they've gotten to, to play together and start to gel together has benefited uh, their playing time and, and playing with one another as a unit. And they've looked pretty darn good over the past couple of weeks, protecting, uh, protecting Dan back there in the past game. Yeah. Like you said, they're a young group. It's three sophomores, two juniors and um, a sophomore tight end. So you know, they're getting better every week, working hard, um, learning our learning our system. And, um, you know, it's all about improvement and progress. And, you know, obviously you want to win on the scoreboard. But as a coach, you have to look at it in a different perspective. And they are um, getting better. You know, we've had some close games. Um, sometimes with a younger group, that's what you get. Some, some close games that you just can't, you know, finish and, you know, pull out some, you know, victories. So, um they're learning. They're getting better. I'm very proud of them. Um, it's going to be um, it's going to be very nice when they're juniors and seniors for sure. And you know you you always kind of expect growing pains with a younger unit like that, but to have them grow together along with a freshman quarterback, along with like you said a sophomore tight end, along with a wide receiver like James Hitchens Jr. 
who is a junior but playing you know football relatively for the very first time it's it's a young offense so i think the the chances that they've gotten this year to kind of grow together go through you know these struggles these ups and downs together i think will benefit in the long run yeah definitely hopefully we can learn from our mistakes and some of our close games and and the kids can figure it out. And like I said, the majority of our, our season is still in front of us. So we have the opportunity to win a lot of games and, you know, go out there and compete and give it our best. What have, uh, what are some things that have stood out in practice to you guys this week coming off the bye week? Everybody kind of juiced up coming into, you know, game week, finally getting a chance to uh, put the pads back on on Friday night and, and get out there and compete. Yeah, the kids are uh, well rested. Um, Seems like they've decompressed a little bit and, um, you know, they're eager for Friday night and uh, they're working hard at practice. And we've had all the kids, you know, on time and prepared and ready to go. So, so far it's been a good week of practice and looking forward to uh, today's practice and hopefully that trend uh, continues. You know, with a game like this where it is an old school rivalry, um, you know, is that something that, you guys kind of talk about where there is, you know, history between these two teams and, you know, you want to go out there and obviously show it your best against any opponent, but knowing that there is, you know, that rivalry aspect to it. Uh, is that something you talk about with, you know, a younger team that may not, you know, have been around for old school Cape Atlantic league rivalries between Vineland and mainland? Yeah, no doubt. I, um, I let them know the history and tell them, you know, like it, like we discussed, it's an old school rivalry, and um, you know they'll be giving us their A game, and we better bring ours as well because uh, you know it's an old Cape Atlantic um, rivalry game, and you know even though it's forty forty five minutes away, it's still close enough that some of the kids know each other and follow each other on social media. So we want to make sure that um, you know we're doing everything within our you know our power here to compete and uh, go out there and try to win the game you know going into we talked about this going into the Lenape game where there it's like that hostile environment uh mainland when they have the opportunity they'll bring their fans out as well um is it kind of that same message you know show up kind of block out the noise block out the crowd and just focus on the task at hand yeah no doubt they have to make sure they just uh, focus inside that that gridiron and um don't worry about people in the crowd. You know, like Bill Parcells once said, and I think it's great. When I start listening to the fans, I'll start sitting with them. So I told the kids, I tell them that all the time. So, hey, I like coaching and they like playing. So um, let's keep this together and keep working hard. And you know, I'd rather be on the sideline than in the stands. And, you know, you guys coming into this game at one and four, what's kind of the message to essentially like forget about the first half of the season? in a sense of your record and kind of look at this as a brand new season since the bye week did fall right in the middle of the year uh, to kind of, you know, wash the slate clean. And you guys are essentially going into, you know, a, a mini five game schedule for the second half of the year. Yeah. You know, we're just trying to stay in the moment week to week. And right now the focus is mainland and um, you know, we've, we've the kids have practiced hard. The coaches have prepared and um like I mentioned, we're just looking forward to a game after that extra week off and get back into the swing of things. What are some things that you guys as a coaching staff are looking for this week? You know, coming out of the bye, making sure that, uh, you know, when Friday night hits and that first whistle is blown, you guys are, you know, dialing on all cylinders, focusing on the the attention to detail that you did throughout practice this week, 
any new implementations uh, across any of the phases of the game as well. What are some things you guys are going to be keeping an eye on once Friday night hits? Yeah, like I said, the biggest word this week is just execution, you know, doing your job, nothing more, nothing less, and, you know, trying to eliminate mental mistakes and, you know, just go out there and play hard-nosed, violent football and um, be competitive and uh, try to get this win. And, you know, with with an offense that you guys have as well, uh, you know, with Dan back there with his ability to throw the ball, um, you know, he had to fill in at linebacker uh, against Shawnee as well. How nice is it going to be for him to kind of just be able to focus on playing quarterback, focus on that one position again and not have to play, you know, three sides of the ball because he's also been punting uh, since early in the season as well. Yeah, definitely. It'll definitely help. It's, you know, when you're in certain positions on the field, it's not easy to go both ways and we're doing our best to manage that because obviously you want to have your best players out there. So it's definitely beneficial getting his eye back and that'll be, you know, a huge part of what we do. He's our, uh, he's our leader on defense and he makes the defensive calls and we're looking forward to get him back out there. We talked about it the week after you guys put him in on the offense, but what have you made so far, you know, film wise and, and just watching it in game of Antoine or I'm sorry of uh, Deshaun Winchester being a, a wide receiver with this team and using his speed, not only on the defense to kind of be that ball hawk safety, but also on the outside as a wide receiver. Yeah, he's done a great job. When you have a player like that that has, you know, a combination of, you know, some size, some speed, and he's he's a very smart kid too. Um, we need to we needed to utilize him as much as possible. So he helps us in the past game and helps us, uh, you know, stretch the field a little bit and have people worried about that deep threat because um, he can move. He's got some good speed, some top end speed, and he, you know he's doing a nice job uh, with his routes and he can catch. And um, as you know, he's an excellent free safety as well. So we're trying to utilize his talents and keep him out there as much as possible. He also returns kicks for us on kickoff. So yeah, he's a, he's a great kid. He's done a great job for us, and he's gotten better, you know, every year. And uh, he's developed into it, you know. Real good player. And you bring up him being able to return the kickoffs for you. We saw it against Shawnee where his explosiveness was able to be put on display with a couple of shorter kicks, and you guys were able to use the return game to your advantage uh, to set up some drives. I feel like it's tough to get film on kickers and especially on kickoffs, but that in-game adjustment, knowing when you see the opponent's kicking team uh, you know, on those kickoff plays and you're able to get those returns set up how much does that go into you know your evaluation of how your offense is going to run because you're getting an ability to use one of the fastest guys i think in south jersey to set up your field position and get you in a place to succeed with a shorter field yeah no doubt it's it helps obviously moving the ball down the field trying to score but like you mentioned he has really good speed he's an electric player and, um, you know, hopefully we can get really good field position Friday night. So, um, and uh, we need to get the ball into his hands as much as we can. And I brought up uh, Antoine Rivera just because he always comes up in these clutch situations. Whenever there's, you know, a key third down, he's always out there somehow coming up with a catch. And, and me and Rich are calling his name up in the booth. What have you seen from him this year on the offense and just his ability to kind of be in the moment and be aware of, you know, when you need that tough catch, he's going to be there for you. 
Yeah, he's a good possession receiver. He's done a nice job. You know, he's a defensive player playing offense, just like uh, Winchester. And we've asked them for some help on the offensive side of the ball, and, and they were willing to help us out. And they've both done a great job. They're actually playing the same position, so they kind of uh, give each other breaks when needed. So they'll each get a series each here and there. So, yeah, they're uh, they're stepping up. They're seniors. They have a lot of uh, varsity experience, and they're doing their best to help this team, you know, earn wins. And, you know, we always talk about it, that look good, feel good, play good. What's the uh, what's the early vibe on the, the uniform combination for uh, the final road game until Thanksgiving? I think we're going to go with the um, most likely with the white jerseys. Obviously, you have to wear white on the road and we'll probably go with the gray pants and then the uh, red and gray helmets. So it should be a good look for us. You got to look good, feel good and play good. And that's why yeah. we always bring up the jersey combos on this show. Well, that's what I'm hoping. So let's. We'll see what happens Friday. And as we always do, Coach Russo, a ton of uh, alumni updates to uh, to rattle off of, two weeks' worth. But uh, how has uh, the communication been with uh, everybody playing at the college level that has uh, suited up in a violent high school uniform for you? Yeah, you know, doing my best to stay in touch with all of them. They're busy as well. They have practices and games and this thing. But um, I was fortunate enough to be able to take a ride up to Rutgers uh, this past Saturday. They played Ohio State. and. You know, kind of got out of hand a little bit. Ohio State's, you know, very good team. And Rutgers is still building it up, but they're going to get there. And, you know, just it was a good environment. The fans were all juiced up and it was a packed house. So they're trying to change the culture, and they will. Um, they got Michigan State coming up. That should be another tough game for them. But they can, uh, they can definitely compete with them. So hopefully they can get back on the winning track as well. Um, you know, I saw Kane um, was able to uh, get their first one as well. We have some guys over there. And then, uh, you know, I've been talking to uh, – through uh, Twitter, I've been talking to uh, Henry Garn a little bit. He's been able to, you know, contribute to his program too. And they're, they're doing well at Alvernia. Um, Levi was down for one of our games against Lenape, and I think – He's still working. He's on the roster, but um, I'm not sure if he was on the travel roster. They might have had to reduce it because of um, you know, things still going on with COVID. But he's still, you know, working hard and looking to earn his spot for uh, St. Francis. So, like you said, we've got a lot of guys doing great things. We've got uh, Barry Turner and uh, Conrad Jackson over at uh, Delval, and they're doing a really good job. I think they're still undefeated. And then we have. Uh, you know, Davon Seymour and Wanye Kent at um, Sussex County College. It's a JUCO school, and they're doing real well. So they'll be eligible to transfer and have uh, two years eligibility left. So I'm sure I'll be making some calls in the offseason for them. And, I mean, uh, even before the Ohio State game, Rutgers played Michigan, and uh, having some very kind words for Isaiah was uh, one Mr. Harbaugh. Yeah, definitely. And Matt Millen said, in his opinion, he's the toughest guy in the Big Ten, and I agree with him. So, <laughs> um, yeah, he'll continue to uh, get better, and you know, they're going to win some games and hopefully get in a bowl game this year. They played Michigan tough too. You know, it almost uh, came down to the wire. It was only a touchdown game. Yeah. And for whatever reason, since Isaiah has been there, that Michigan game has always been uh, a competitive contest. Yeah, it has. And um, last year they beat Michigan State on the road, I think it was. So hopefully they can beat them at home. And, I mean, for you to hear 
you know, compliments from coaches of that echelon about a former violent high school football player. That's got to, you know, make you feel great about, you know, the way that Isaiah has been able to, you know, kind of take his game to the next level and, and continue to perform uh, the way that you guys kind of saw him uh, and expected him to once he reached the uh, the college level. There's not enough time for me to explain how great that kid is. Isaiah is um, he's a player of a lifetime, and we had some great years with him here, and he's doing a great job at Rutgers, and he's special in every way, and he checks every box there is, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing him continue to uh, get better. And I know uh, Jamil's still working back from injury, but the uh, that Rams stadium, I learned something new about it. It's brand new. It's like a $5 billion stadium, but uh, Monday Night Football was played there, and there was a lightning delay, and I was like, why are they having a weather delay? It's a dome. Come to find out, that roof is just a canopy that lays over top of the stadium. It's not an actual dome, so if there's weather issues, there is a weather delay in L.A. Yeah, I noticed that. I was uh, watching, and I was wondering the same thing. It was kind of <laughs> odd, but um, yeah, I've never seen a stadium like that. It seems like it has uh, some, Looks very like a spaceship. Modern, yeah, some very modern architecture. So, yeah, it's something. The uh, I said, I know the Chargers are playing right now, but good grief. Why do we have a weather delay when there's a, a roof on this thing? But come to find out, it's, it's just a canopy laying over top. Wow. For $5 billion, they should have got something better, man. Yeah, you can't get a retractable <laughs> roof. Like, come on. Come on, Kronky. Um Friday night, 6 o'clock kickoff, if I'm not mistaken, uh, against Mainland at Mainland. Uh, final thoughts on this game heading into Friday night, Coach? Yeah, you know, Fridays are very busy. You know, um, kids have school. We got to hustle after school, get them something quick to eat, and then we got to drive down to mainland. So it's it's logistics wise, it's there's a lot that goes into it. But at the end of the day, we just want to make sure that we, you know, focus, eliminate these mental mistakes, and just work on our execution and um, go out there and you know win this game. And um, like I said, the kids have put in the work. And uh, they're going to give it 100%, and uh, it should be a good one. Uh, both teams, I feel, are um, pretty equal as far as their uh, players. And I feel like it's going to come down to the team that executes the best and um, eliminates the mental mistakes and uh, you know plays the hardest, and that team will win. It's Friday night, 6 p.m. kickoff at Mainland. Uh, myself and Rich Scarpa will be on the call for Violent Public Broadcasting. And, of course, if you guys can make it out to the game, come see Violent High School football take on Mainland Friday night. Uh, Coach Russo, final road game before the big one on Thanksgiving, and then we're back home for three straight weeks with three tough opponents, but it'll be nice to be back home uh, for a nice little stretch. You know, Dal, it's always nice playing at Catone, and especially on that, that field we have. So we'll be looking forward to getting back home and, you know, um, not have to worry about taking the bus ride. So it'll be uh, it'll be a positive for us. So thank you to everybody for listening. Make sure you guys are following us on social media to keep up to date with everything going on uh, past, present, and future with Vineland High School football at Vineland FB on Twitter and at Underground PHI uh, to check out everything with the podcast. And, of course, the Facebook page, Red and Gray Gridiron Group. Uh, tons of updates going on on that page as well. 
And uh, be sure to check out our website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for written content about Vineland High School football. And, of course, subscribe to the podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews to let us know you're checking out the show and help support this this podcast we do every single football season. And you can also check us out on, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. And uh, we'll be back next week, uh, you know, breaking down this mainland game, hopefully a win uh, for this Vineland football team. And then heading into a, a tough sh- home stretch, uh, we'll kick it off as you guys take on St. Augustine Prep uh, on the 15th of October. But this has been another episode of the Dan Russo Show presented by the Red and Gray Gridiron Group and Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Coach Russo, I'm Kyle Bennett. Till next week, we will see you guys then. Just a kid from the neighborhood Where our kids from a neighborhood Take me back to 96 I fall asleep with the radio on I'll be ready come the daylight I woke up saying it's about time We're late.